We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is January 21st. It's 2019, and we have six early games and four late games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Killer B. How are you doing, Brett? Good, man. Coming off a cold, uh, but uh, get multiple slates of NBA tomorrow uh, with it being the Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so, yeah, pretty excited. It looks like I'm going to have to wake up uh, nice and early tomorrow to start uh, my research. So, well, I mean, basically started it tonight, but uh, with the first game going at 1230 Eastern, it's going to be uh, early tomorrow. So You have to wake up early to see injury news. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we got some we got some already uh, big, uh, big news out there on the injury front. So uh, I, I like that. But yeah, I mean, like sites like FanDuel where you have such a um, – <clears throat> I think their main slate starts at 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's gonna be tough to play that one without knowing uh, some of the injury news going, you know, later. So, um, but yeah, fantasy draft with uh, the two different slates here is gonna be awesome to play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Fanduel. It's gonna be one of those things where you just you're gonna take some shots um, yep. and, and you just kind of hope the ball uh, bounces your way. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. But let's get started here. We got six early games. DraftKings did not include the New York game, but Fantasy Draft did, so we're going to talk about it. It's the Thunder. It's the Knicks. It's a 228.5 total. Thunder favored by nine in this game. Alex Abrinas is still out for the Thunder, and then Trey Burke is questionable. On the Knicks side of things, um, what are we looking at here for the Thunder? Yeah, I think this is a good spot uh, for Westbrook and Paul George. Um, but they're also, <clears throat> they're priced like it on uh fancy draft. So, uh, Westbrook at 20 K, I think is still, uh, a, an easy buy, uh, for tomorrow's early slate. The <clears throat> early slate is actually a six game slate. So I think Westbrook's going to be one of the more popular, uh, pay up guys. Uh, and then Paul George, the Knicks are, are, uh, terrible, uh, at guarding, uh, the wings. So, um, Paul George for sure in play at 18 K, I think. I think those are the, just the two guys that I'd want to have exposure to probably uh, nowhere else here uh, for OKC. Yeah, I don't mind Adams in this spot. Um, but outside of that, you know, you mentioned those two guys. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has definitely been playing really solid recently. He's gone over 29 fantasy points in three of the last four games. So if you want to ride a hot hand uh, against a New York Knicks team that's not very good defensively, like, Dennis Schroeder, I think, is okay for tournaments. Um, his price is fair. 
And then, like you mentioned, George Westbrook. Now, the question is, like, when you're when you're building teams uh, for this early state on fantasy draft, you know, you don't have to worry about this on DraftKings. You don't have to decide, well, am I going to play Westbrook and George and not play Griffin or Giannis? But, you know, I, I think, like, I think it's one of Westbrook or George with Griffin, uh, with Drummond out. So we'll talk about uh, the Detroit Pistons when we get there against Washington. But that's just mm-hmm. kind of how I'm approaching. I don't think you could play. I don't, I don't think I'll play both Westbrook and George. I think I'll pick one of the two and pair them with uh, Blake because we do have some value on this slate. There, It's already opened up where we have some value on the six-game slate. So that's always nice. Yeah, and, and yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um... – uh, a guy like Blake's going to be a lot more popular than uh, Paul George on the slate. So um, Paul George might be a, a great just uh, tournament pivot away from Blake um, in uh, one of the large field tournaments. So, yeah, uh, I agree with you there. Um, on the other side of this game, the Knicks side, this is the best thing about fantasy draft having this as a six game slate. I don't really love a lot here. Um, is there anything that I'm missing on the Knicks side? Yeah, this is not a spot that I'd really want to target the Knicks. Um, curious is uh, so Luke Cornett is. Are we expecting him to start tomorrow? It, I, it's it's tough, right? Because like Cantor's off the injury report now. Um, right. He he so. just didn't make that uh, Euro trip, so I assume you know if if uh, Cornett's starting, uh, I definitely uh, would like to get some exposure there. But outside of that, I don't. You know, there's just uh, nothing else that I'd really want here. So yeah, this is the first game on the slate, uh, so we should have uh, the details here. But like Cornet started the last two games because Cantor's been out, so I'm guessing if Cantor plays, Cornet's minutes go back down a little bit here. Um, right, probably puts him around like uh, he he played really good. I don't know if he earned some extra time, but. Just assuming that Cantor's going to have his minutes back, not being on the injury report, we kind of have to expect Cornette's minutes to go back down into like the low twenties. Um, I, I think like a ceiling projection is twenty-five to twenty-eight minutes uh, if he earns some extra playing time and Cantor needs to get back out there in game shape. But honestly, I, I just for me with Cantor being back, I just I think Cornette was just a, a prime example of what to look for when Cantor's out. Yeah. Yeah, and Cantor, Cantor's been out for like what three games because he he uh, he ate like eight burgers that one uh, like that sent him out for two games, and then he didn't go to uh, London. So um, yeah, he's been out for three games. And Cornette played uh, thirty three minutes in the last two games, so I, I kind of agree with you there. I I would assume he's not going to see the thirty three minute uh, rotation anymore, but um, I I'd still be okay with the twenty six to twenty eight minute rotation um, at eighty one hundred on fantasy draft. So. Yeah, I think like if you're wanting to run it back, if Burke sits, maybe you play Moutier because Moutier's minutes are all over the place. And if Burke is out, the minutes should probably be closer to like closer to 30 than 25. So if you want to take a shot on somebody, I think it's Moutier. Um, it's really all I got on the Knicks side. Like I said, I just I don't love the Knicks side of this game. I do. I do think they keep it somewhat close, but they've been rolling out so many different players that it, it's tough to really trust anybody here. Right. Yep. Totally, totally agree with you. Uh, moving on, Chicago at Cleveland, two, 12 and a half total here. Chicago favored by two. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is still out for the Chicago Bulls. And then on the Cleveland side, same story, different day. Love, Nance, Nawaba, Thompson, all out. Uh, let's start with the Chicago side of things. Obviously, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. being out makes a difference in the front court. Uh, after the team was like, oh, we're not going to – we don't really want to play Lopez. You know, Carter got hurt, and now Lopez has played 19 and 21 minutes over the last two games. What are you doing here with the Chicago Bulls in, in a game that's probably going to be really ugly but produce, produce some good fantasy production? Yeah, anytime you get two terrible teams, that's usually a spot you want to target. So uh, I think there's a value to be had here. Um it does suck that uh, Lopez is back in this rotation, taking away minutes. Um, you know, and Jabari Parker's, uh, you know, getting minutes too. Uh, so it's not a spot where I'm in totally love with anything here, but I think uh, Bobby Portis, uh, he should be, again, starting here. Uh, I like him uh, at 11-5. Um, you, you got Cleveland, who is very thin, uh, starting Ante Zizic um, down low. So, uh, I really like Portis here uh, the most out of any Chicago player. And then 
I don't know if I'm going to be totally exposed to anybody else, uh, but I'll I'll take shots uh, in this game, and I actually do really like a game stack here. So, um, you know, Dunn, uh, Levine, definitely in play. Um, Jabari Parker for sure in play. If he gets uh, 22 to 24 minutes of run, uh, he, he'll crush that 9K um, price tag. I mean, his price tag is now at a point where it's like he, he needs to get more minutes. But, yeah, I'm okay gambling with him in tournaments. Yeah, I do. I was going to say the Dunn price tag is very fair. He has not shot the ball well over the last um, four games and like five games he's not shot the ball well. So we see him have a a decent shooting night and go over, you know, 30 to, you know, 40 fantasy points here. He's certainly somebody to look at. Um, Just the $6,100 price tag, there's plenty of um, room for us to profit on that price tag. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like Markkinen's price right where he should be. Like he he just is a guy that I think has a better chance to getting like five x than seven x. So I don't really love Markkinen here. Um, Levine's always interesting for tournaments, maybe in part of a game stack. But he even his production and usage is down a little bit right now. So Portis, like you said, I think is the guy we look at. I don't I don't think I necessarily play Lopez here. Um, you know, fantasy draft would be the place that I'd play him where you can play multiple centers if you want to, but mm-hmm. it's just Lopez is somebody that we can never really trust. <laughs> so um, the Cleveland side, you know, all these guys out, Thompson out, all these guys out. Uh, Zizek has, you know, played 31 and 34 minutes, uh, played 27 minutes against Portland. I think that was the game that Thompson um, was, was the game that he got hurt. I'm pretty sure. Um, so like, he's just a guy that like his price is shot up. Um, do you still trust him at this price tag? Is this maybe a spot we fade? What are your thoughts on him first? Yeah, I, I don't think he's got obviously the upside that he once had with the, the 11k, uh, price tag. So, uh, he's played super well, uh, you know, the last three games when he's gotten the minutes. Um, and this is a spot where he, he should put in another, uh, 30 fancy point, uh, performance here. So, um, I don't hate it. Uh, I think he's got a decently high floor. Um, so it's, it's a good matchup, but, uh, it's just more or less like, uh, now that his price is at 11, two on fancy draft, I'm not gonna, not gonna be all in on, uh, him for sure. So, um, other spots here, I do love Cleveland, uh, side more than the the bull side here so um cameron Payne got the start last game uh which is interesting so i, I would really he like to get zero shots yeah yeah which <laughs> is weird i couldn't get over that like yeah. zero shots yeah and he's he's a decently high usage guy um and then with all the talent that's off his court plus you do have the narrative of him playing for the bulls this year and you know not getting a lot of playing time with the bulls so um at 6,600 on fantasy draft, if he gets the start, I'm going to be uh, probably all in on him. Um, but yeah, I'd really like to get a starting lineup here for sure before I start rolling out people. But uh, love love uh, Rodney Hood uh, also in this matchup. And I think we're going to start seeing uh, Hood uh, soak up more minutes. Um, he played 26 minutes last game. I, I think that's going to be – you're going to start seeing him play more like the 30-minute mark here. Uh, I know he's coming – off another injury here. So they're kind of slowly bringing him back. But uh, yeah, I expect him to play high twenties uh, uh, this game. Yeah. He was a guy that I had written down uh, like on my initial um, research here. I, I do like hood. They were very careful with him in the first half of that back to back against Utah. And then they kind of opened him back up and let him play 27 minutes. Like you said, against Denver. So I, I'm with you even at 25 to 28 minutes. I think Rodney hood at 46 has upside. So He's certainly somebody that I'm looking at here in tournaments. Um, outside of that, like, you know, Clarkson is always a guy that if he gets minutes, he has upside. You know, Sexton is all over the place, but he has been pretty consistent recently, um, over 20 fantasy points in eight out of the last 10 games. So there are consistent players here, and it's just, it's just a game that is kind of ugly. If you can predict the minutes right in this game, I think you can nail this game because it's, it's certainly a game you want to target here on this early slate. Yeah, and on a site like DraftKings, uh, this will be the first game going. So you'll you'll easily have the starting rotation. Um, and obviously, late swap on DraftKings, you'll you'll have the starting rotation regardless. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alex Burks didn't start last game. So that's the one thing. Uh, probably staying away from that without uh, guaranteed minutes out of Burks. So 
Um, but yeah, I think I think getting exposure in this game is a must. I uh, really like stacking it for sure. All right, moving on. Dallas at Milwaukee. We have a 227 and a half total. Bucks favored by 11 here. JJ Barea is out. DSJ is questionable. Bucks are good to go. Um, what are we looking at here on Dallas? Yeah, um, I saw that Doncic uh, got actually ejected last game. I didn't play on uh, Saturday, so um, yeah, I played only because I went to the Magic game and I stacked the game. Oh, really? Against uh, the Bucks? Yeah. Against the Bucks? Yeah. How did that? How did that game go down? Is it? A- um, it was actually closer than I thought it was going to be. Okay. <laughs> I, I think um, the Magic waited too long to bring the starters back on Saturday. That's all. Mm. Um, you have yeah, that four-point so- game with eight minutes to go, and you, you got to bring Vooch back in at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah. So I, I obviously have to look at maybe some of the Saturday games uh, just to see if any rotations changed here. But uh, uh, I'm, I was looking at Maxi Kleber, um, and you know I rolled a lot of Maxi Kleber lately, but it looks like his minutes are now back down uh, to mid twenties. So probably avoiding that. Uh, just not a good spot for Dallas here. So um, probably staying away. Uh, kind of cool that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the full roster here, and Costas uh, and Takupo, uh plays for Dallas, so that's kind of cool that uh, maybe the brothers get to hang out here. But uh, yeah, I don't uh, don't see myself rostering too much uh, Dallas here. Yeah, I don't really like the Dallas side. Like, if DSJ's out, Luca's usage goes up. I talk about it all the time. Like, he's certainly somebody you can take a shot on in tournaments. Um, he's been phenomenal this season. He's such a good real life basketball player, but. He's really the only guy that I have interest in, and DSJ has to be out. I want that usage bump. Um, and then on the, on the Bucks side, like you can play Giannis, you can play Bledsoe, you can play Middleton. They're all fairly priced, but really the guy that I'm looking at here as just a full-on value-type play is DJ Wilson. Uh, his minutes have been up recently. He's played at least 17 minutes now in five straight games. He has over 20 fantasy points in four of the last five games, and he is almost min salary at 3,300. He's a guy that, you know, you kind of want like 20 points from him, but if he gets 15, he's probably not going to kill you. And they've been using him in an interesting rotation. They've been taking Giannis off the floor with like three or four minutes to go um in the first and third quarters and bringing in dj wilson so he's been getting like good rotation minutes so dj wilson's the guy that i have the interest here in the bucks and if this game kind of gets out of hand with this 11 point spread like wilson's gonna probably play 25 minutes instead of 20 yep i i really like that and he's yeah he's bare minimum on a fancy draft also so uh i i'm 100 in on that um and I know you brought up that if DSJ is out, he's already been ruled out um, tomorrow. Uh, it looks is like he, he out? yeah, it looks like he plans to play Tuesday. Uh, this this came out on uh, like six fifty six Eastern. Uh, I just said that he was ruled out already on Monday, and then plans to play Tuesday. So so weird. Um, like the injury reports come out at eight thirty the night before, and like he is questionable on the injury report. So, but hey, good to know that DSJ is out. Um, that means I do like Luca if you're going to run it back with like one of one of Giannis or one of those guys. Sure. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I guess I'm not totally in love with too many, uh, bucks here. I just, um, the bucks are always really tough if they're fully healthy, you know, it's, it's, they are kind of a deeper group. So I do like, uh, taking, uh, a, a Wilson, uh, off the bench here, uh, with his rotation plus, you do have the the blowout factor that could add, you know, uh, two to six minutes uh, to his rotation. So yeah, I, I really like Wilson for sure. And, and actually, Giannis being only nineteen k, I mean, that is pretty juicy uh, on fancy draft. So um, he's getting to a point where he's had a lot of you know not so great games uh, fancy wise, but you look at his minutes and it's it's been usually a, a blowout issue. So. Uh, if this game stays close, I mean, Gian- you want to have some exposure to Giannis for sure. All right, uh, moving on here. We got Detroit at Washington. No total in this game. Don't know why there's no total. We have the injury news. Drummond's out. Ish is questionable. Markeith Morris is out. John Wall's out. Dwight Howard's out. Uh, the norms on the Washington side of things. Let's start with Detroit. Obviously, Drummond out. Blake Griffin. <laughs> like <laughs> Analysis. Yeah, so I mean, I have Blake's usage being five point four percent higher. 
Uh, he averages uh, 0.16 uh, fancy point per minute uh, better uh, without Drummond on the court. So uh, at 17.5 on fancy draft, he's going to be really popular. And like I said, um, you, you do have a Paul George at $500 more. So if you want to get uh, like a lower ownership guy with maybe the same upside, go to Paul George. But I think Blake's easily the high floor play here. Um, we know how bad the Wizards are defensively. So, yeah, this is a spot where you want to get as much uh, uh, exposure to Blake. Uh, I'd only fade him in tournament aspects. Yeah, you know, Sacramento game, he had a 37.6% usage rate in that game. And then the Miami game, the game that Drummond got hurt, Blake had a 39.5% usage rate. So two recent games where over 37% usage, um, you know, that's that's approaching like top five usage in the NBA. So like with, with Drummond off the floor, Blake is definitely going to take on a higher load. So uh, just Blake's one of those guys. I'm just probably going to, you know, be one of the first two guys in my lineups uh, on this slate and just call it a day. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's uh that's a pretty high floor play to do. Uh, I mean, this Detroit offense really doesn't have anything consistent. Uh, really the only two guys, I mean, Every once in a while, I'll play a Reggie Jackson. But, I mean, the only two guys I've been playing all year has been Blake or Drummond. So, uh, no Drummond. It's a pretty easy uh, play just to go with Blake here. So, like, with Zizek's price going up, and I'm never going to say his name right. It's weird. But with his price going up, do you think, like, this is just a spot we play Zaza over him, uh, assuming that Zaza is just going to continue to play in the 30s uh, minutes-wise? Yeah, I mean, got 28 and then 35 uh, the last few games here. So, I mean, Zaza is one of those guys. He's he's obviously an older veteran, so you do worry about his uh, a minute total. But now that we, we've seen him go as high as 35, I would have never thought they would have played him 35 minutes last right, game. Right, and it was on a back-to-back, too. Like, that, yeah. like the game that um, Drummond got hurt was the, the first half of the back-to-back. And, like, I was shocked he played that many minutes, to be honest. Yeah, and he's not a high, you know, fancy point per minute guy, but with how bad Washington is defensively, he's going to have a lot of easy, you know, rebound putback opportunities. So, um, 100% at 7,800 on fancy draft, he's for sure uh, in play for a value. Yes, 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 indeed. So, do you like Zaza? Um, You know, when we look at Jackson, he's really, really cheap. It's just... For some reason, the guy is just struggling right now. So if you think like you know Jackson can break out of his slump in a matchup with Washington, which which is very very possible, um, maybe you look at him. Maybe you look at Bullock. But really, for me, I just think I'm going to look at Blake. I'm going to play Zaza and Blake, and just kind of call it a day here on Detroit. Yeah, uh, totally right there with you. I mean. <laughs> Reggie Jackson has been seeing a lot of minutes. Like that was a thing uh, for him. Um, you know, he, he was only getting usually between like 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, now we've starting to see him kind of reach, reach up into like the 30 minutes here. So uh, I don't mind exposure to him in tournaments, but again, I, I, I think, I think you're right here. Just, you know, stick with the Blakes, stick with uh, Zaza exposure and then move on. Yeah, and, like, you can take shots. I, I don't hate taking shots on those guys. It's just for me. Um, he is I, the perfect tournament guy. I mean, he – Jackson's to... price is really nice. Like, yeah. you know, he could come out and have a, a really solid game here. Um, are we missing anybody on Detroit? Like, like Luke Kennard has been shooting the ball really, really well, and he's been putting up more shots. He's 3,900. Um, is he somebody we look at? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um you know, I was I was rolling out Bruce Brown when I needed value. Um, I don't know if tomorrow is going to be a spot where we're going to need Bruce Brown value at all. So I haven't I haven't done lineup formations yet on any of the sites. So I don't know how deep I'd have to go. But you know, Bruce Brown's the type of guy that's been getting starts. Uh, saw twenty nine minutes last game. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a spot I love. So uh, probably probably avoid uh, these you know cheaper wing guys. Um, just because, yeah, I just I don't trust it. So, uh, running it back here on the Washington side of things, obviously Bradley Beal, his prices caught up to the recent production. Uh, had a massive game against Toronto uh, a couple games ago. 
went to went to the overseas game shot terrible in that game 10 for 29 um what are we doing here with beal what are we doing here with washington um so yeah beal's at a price where i don't i just i don't see myself going there um even though you do want to attack uh, detroit at the guard spot um i don't know Otto part uh porter still at 12 2 i think uh this is a really good spot uh he's Anytime I'm, I've been running projections of late, it seems like he's really been popping. Um, and this is a spot now where uh, when he came back, he wasn't, you know, he, he was uh, not seeing the type of minutes that he normally was. But now he's basically at full full minutes here. And I still don't think his price is where it should be uh, at 12-2 on fantasy draft. So um, I don't I don't hate exposure to Otto Porter for sure. Um, but outside of that, I don't, I don't see myself uh, uh, going anywhere else. Yeah, what's interesting about Porter, too, he's gone for over 36 fantasy points in four of the last six games, which on DraftKings gives you like 6x at four out of the last six games. It's a really high percentage. So, um, And that was kind of just like the lowest part. 36 was the lowest one, so you had a 42, a 46, um, a 39. So there's some upside here for Porter at this price. Um, in a game that the spread's probably going to be pretty close in this game and kind of expect this game to stay pretty close. Yeah, uh, the spread isn't out right now, right? I don't have. No, spread. this is this is one of uh, this in the Atlanta Orlando game is the only two spreads we don't have. Do you know why they want to have a spread out? Is there like an injury that uh, like a question um, that they'd be waiting on? So like the the Vegas sites, I, I I use like three of them, and they all have Drummond as questionable, and the injury report oh, okay. hasn't out. So oh, okay, so they just I just don't think they've updated yet. Sure, sure. Football okay, money, yeah. man. Football money. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, um, I do. I do expect this uh, game to be close. I mean, Detroit on the road is really bad. So um, I. I mean, I don't hate bringing it back, but like, yeah, if I were to bring it back with a wizard, it'd be for sure out of Porter. So yeah, it's kind of where I'm leaning to. Um, Orlando at Atlanta. Aaron Gordon is questionable, and that's why we don't have a total for this game. Bazemore still out. Um, let's start with the Orlando Magic. It's a matchup against Atlanta. It's a nice pace-up spot for Orlando. What are we looking at here for the Magic? Um, well, I mean, Vooch, I think, is a very safe play. Um, the only issue here, it's going to be a price uh, thing with him being uh, now up to 18000 on fantasy draft. Uh, he definitely deserves it um, the, with the way he's been playing. Um, and then you have, you have guys like Fournier that's starting to produce here the last few games. Uh, Augustine's been really consistent. Um, but yeah, I'd pro it again, like I'm very price sensitive when it comes to NBA and it just seems like these guys are priced, uh, maybe just too high, uh, from what I normally play, play. Um, and obviously this is a game where you want to attack the Hawks, but I just don't see myself having too much exposure here just because of the price. Uh, Jonathan Isaac though. Um, at 8,600, he hasn't, eh, man, he's, uh, he's been performing pretty terrible of late actually. Um, but that, that just seems like a spot where I wouldn't mind uh, getting some exposure, uh, to, uh, with, with the minutes that he's been seeing. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't, I don't see myself having too high exposure to Orlando, even though it's a great spot. Yeah. You kind of want Isaac, you kind of want Aaron Gordon to play for Isaac. Like he's, they've been using him kind of. It, it, it's been interesting what they've been using Isaac for, but they started Simmons the other night in place of Aaron Gordon. But Isaac is interesting, I think, in any – and, like, thing is with Isaac, people are only going to play him if Aaron Gordon sits. And they only played Simmons, like, sure. 19 minutes the other night. So they actually gave um, – I was at that game. They gave Jarrell Martin a um, really solid run against the Bucks the other night, which was very interesting. Uh, but he hit, like – he hit, like, two or three threes in a row – and kind of was one of the reasons that the Magic kept the game close. So I think that could be one of the reasons why Jarrell Martin had some extra run, and uh, Isaac picked up two quick fouls in that game too. So um, I, I do like Isaac here. Vooch, like you said, is a price thing. If you want to go contrarian with Vooch, I don't hate it. Um, Terrence Ross has been chucking. DJ Augustine, I do like him in pace-up spots, but his price is too expensive in this spot. If he was like 40 45, I think I'd play him, but 51, I have a tough time, you know, wanting DJ Augustine to get 30. He's only done it one time in the last 10 games. So, yeah, I think, I think actually looking at it, Aaron Gordon would be the play if he does go. Um, uh, at 12, yeah, 67 is, yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal for him. 
Yeah, uh, just an up-tempo uh, game. Uh, I mean, this is exactly what you want uh, for Aaron Gordon for sure. So I think actually uh, Gordon could be uh, close to a, a lock if he's if he's good to go tomorrow. So, um, yeah, at 12-3, it just seems like out of all the Orlando guys, he's the one guy that's not pr- uh, priced up. Um, on the Atlanta side of things, this is uh, this is the first game that's on that FanDuel main slate where they, they started at this game and they ran it all the way to the Lakers game. Um, on the Atlanta side of things, I really like Prince on FanDuel. I played him the other night on FanDuel on Saturday, and they lifted his minute restriction going into that game. He still only played uh, 23 minutes in that game, but he shot three for 14, put up 25 fantasy points. So we got the bad end of a shooting night for him. Um, and, and he had a really solid fantasy output. I don't want to play him on draftings at 52, but at 41 on FanDuel, um, Prince is somebody that I had in my notes to go back to the well. He was only 4% owned the other night when they lifted his minutes restrictions. So small forwards, always a position I'm looking for value on FanDuel, and um, I really do like Prince over there at 41. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite spots probably is when, you know, really good players come back into rotation and, you know, they're seeing a, just a minutes decline because of, you know, just being a little bit out of shape or just working themselves back. Um, so if you do get that uh, four to six minute uh, minute boost, you, you, sometimes you don't really know when to project that boost, uh, but you always have that implied, uh, um, you know, potential that they could play extra minutes. Uh, so yeah, I do I do love that uh, call with uh, Torian Prince. Um, DeAndre Bembry is just a guy that I've been playing a lot uh, of late, and I think uh, I'm more than okay going back to that. Well, I don't see his minutes being uh, affected too much here. Uh, I know you know both Bembry and Torian Prince uh, are both small forwards, but I think I think Bembry is still going to be a guy that sees a, a bunch of minutes, and maybe a guy like Kevin Herter uh, doesn't you know there was a time where he was seeing like high 30 minutes. I think, you know, if, if anybody minutes get affected uh, by Torian Prince coming back, it'd be him. So. Yeah. They, they kind of cut Spellman's minutes the other night. So it'd be interesting if he's the one that loses the minutes. Um, But that, you know, Deadman was back. So I I don't know, man, it's tough because I feel like they want to play Herder. Um, You know, the rookie, the dude that just shoots, he reminds me like a, a not as good young JJ Redick. <laughs> like, but the kid chucks, um, and you know, they've, they've been giving him a ton of minutes. So it'd be interesting, like you said, to see what happens with him, his minutes, and Ben Bray's minutes. You got to remember, Baysmore being out is about 25 minutes. And if we're projecting Prince for about 25 minutes, we should see pretty close to the same amount of minutes we saw for everybody the other night. So I don't think it's like a spot we have to be too concerned with Atlanta. Cause I don't think Prince is going to go from 23 to 35 minutes um, off the bench here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. So I, I don't, I don't see myself going anywhere else uh, with Atlanta. I mean, John Collins uh, at this price, probably, probably not going to have too much expo- exposure at 13, seven just seems like he's priced right here. And you know, Orlando, for as bad as they are, there's not really like one spot that really stands out where you really attack Orlando. So, um, you know, they're slower pace. So I, th- I think uh, I think this is a spot where I'll get my exposure more uh, on the Orlando side uh, than Atlanta side. But, uh, yeah, um, I, th- I-, I like your uh, Torian Prince call for sure. So like, if you're playing on DraftKings and you don't have um, Westbrook and Paul George on the slate because they cut that game off the slate, I think you can – Definitely look at like Vooch because you'll be able to play you'll you'll be able to play Blake and another um, sort of expensive guy like Vooch or maybe even Giannis um, and and do it pretty comfortably. I've been you know piecing together some a, a team as we've been going here just to kind of like as a placeholder lineup for the morning and um, I don't think you're gonna have any troubles you know making that work. So it, it's certainly interesting without uh, Westbrook and George on the slate. So let's move on. Last game here on the slate. 230 total. Brooklyn favored by three in this game. Crab Dudley still out. Levert out still. Uh, let's start with the Sacramento side of things. I think this is the game that without the New York and Thunder game on the slate, this is the game we probably look to game stack the most. Yeah, this is uh I mean, this early slate is really juicy. I mean, you got you got so many bad teams going up against each other. Um 
I mean, Sacramento, I actually, Sacramento and Brooklyn, uh, you know, I, I would think were bad teams coming into the season, but they've been playing phenomenal ball, both of them. So uh, the one spot that you can attack Brooklyn is at center. So I think that's going to be an easy uh, spot for me. Willie Cauley-Stein uh, for Sacramento at 11-9 on fantasy draft. I think I'll have quite a bit of exposure there. Um, but outside of that, nothing's really popping for me as of this moment. Um, but, yeah, I think Willie Cauley for sure makes a lot of sense. If you want a tournament play, Bagley's minutes are slowly creeping up. Um, I don't think it's going to be too long before we see him play like close to 30 minutes. And he's interesting for me. Just looking at like his price, I think he has, you know, 35 point upside here if he can get 27 to 30 minutes. Um, so Bagley's a guy that I think I'd look at as well. I don't like, I love the Willie Collie Stein call. You know, that's how we attack Brooklyn. And, I don't hate Fox. I just I would rather play D'Angelo Russell on the other side of this game. So let's talk Brooklyn. Hey, hey, I love D'Angelo Russell today. <laughs> Going back? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, like D'Angelo Russell's a guy that I think like I I probably recommend him every time he plays, and he he puts mm-hmm. up a dud every once in a while, you know. But like we get so many good games from him that like you can you can take the dud every once in a while. Yeah, it was it was frustrating uh, with Brooklyn going to overtime uh, at Houston. They kind of just and what he just couldn't miss in that game. Like, right. you know, it, it just sucks tough. that they kind of affect each other, right? Like, why can't That's... they? Why why can't they be on the same court at the same time? It's like you want to put your best players on the court. And there's no doubt Russell would be in like an optimal lineup for Brooklyn. So, um, yeah, uh, I I obviously like Russell. Um, <clears throat> This is a spot where it's a huge pace up for Brooklyn. So um, love love Russell, but he is priced at 15-3. So definitely priced up. Um, Dinwiddie, uh, great tournament shot. Again, you kind of don't, don't play know. them together. <laughs> exactly. They're so negatively correlated that I would never roll Dinwiddie with Russell because we've, we've kind of seen it uh, of, of late. So, um, And then, you know, a guy that looks like his minutes might now be affected is uh, Rodion Krooks. Um, it was a guy that <clears throat> was still getting starts, um, but yeah, now it seems like uh, they've they've uh, uh, put him more on the bench here. So did he – I guess I don't see if he started uh, – I'm not looking at last game, but I see that he got 11 minutes. So just assuming <clears throat> assuming he's now coming off the bench. So Well, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson came back too. I don't know. I'm pulling right, it that's, from that game. That's, that's what I was assuming. So that's – that's the spot that I think, like, I mean, would be a great tournament play, right? I mean, he hasn't seen a lot of minutes, but uh, I, I think, like, there's a there's a shot that he starts seeing the 24-26 minutes, and you're going to want 24-26 minutes out of RHJ uh, in this, you know, versus Sacramento. They did uh, start um, Crooks, um, Harris, Graham, Russell, and Allen against the Magic the other night, but... He really didn't play much. He played a little bit in the first quarter, a little bit in the second quarter. Um, Second quarter, he played uh, two minutes, played four minutes in the first quarter, and then the rest in the third quarter. So, you know, it's just not a situation that I love. Um, But they did. They gave Graham a lot of run in that game. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they have been giving him a lot of minutes of late. So uh, one other thing that I want to mention really quick uh, on this um, drafting slate, the five-game slate, I, I think Buddy Heald is another guy I could look at if I'm looking at maybe a game stack of this game or three players from this because he's a guy he, – he's just a pure shooter, and he's a guy if he gets hot from three-point uh, range, like he's a guy that can win you a tournament. So uh, I just wanted to throw Buddy Heald. And he'll probably have really, really low ownership at 7,100. I think this is the highest price tag he's been in like four or five games. Yep. Yeah, and – like like you said, uh, so Bielitsa's not seeing the minutes that he uh, was getting before. Now Bagley's getting more minutes. So um, I think that allows for more outside shooting uh, for guys like uh, Buddy Heald uh, without Bielitsa uh, taking those shots. So, yeah, I don't mind that call. Um, anything else before we move on to the main – the late main slate? No, let's, uh, let's hit it up. All right, we start Miami at Boston, 215 total. Boston favored by eight. Gordon Drogic is out. Boston's good to go. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Miami side of things? Uh, let me bring this up. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is obviously a pretty ugly game. Um, I, I don't – like, nothing uh, hits me right off the bat uh, of, like, 
any exposure. You got two slower teams, two very highly defensive teams. Um, Hassan on the roads, terrible. So I, I just, I don't see where you go here. Um, Bam, Bam makes sense uh, if you get one of those crazy Bam games. But uh, I don't know. I, oh, I mean, I guess last game I, I did play Friday and. Uh, the guards were all hurt uh, on Friday. Uh, so I Richardson mean, and those guys, yeah, waiters finally had the game. Yeah. So are they are they back healthy uh, with guards? Everybody is expected to play at this point. Richardson okay. is expected to play, and everybody. So okay. So yeah, then that kind of just X's out the guards. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I'd be good with uh, fading this for sure. Yeah, like I know it's only a four game slate and you don't really want to write anything off, but the Miami Heat have a one hundred three and a half implied total which is three points lower than their season average. This is expected to be one of the slower-paced games on this uh, slate. We have a really nice three-game slate after this. Um, it's just I don't really love anything from this game. I've been sitting here and researching this, and I just I can't get behind playing anybody from a healthy Celtics team, assuming everybody plays with uh, Hayward back here. I just... You know, the only guy that I remotely have a little interest in is Jalen Brown. But if if Hayward's back, like Jalen Brown's minutes go back down to the low 20s instead of the high 20s. And I just I can't get excited about anything here. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, Aaron Baines is back in this rotation, too. So, yeah, it's just again, when Boston's fully healthy, they're so deep. Uh, it's just like a total avoid spot. And then you add in that they're going up against a slower defensive team in Miami. It just seems like a spot where unless you get injury news, you kind of avoid it. Um, also, just kind of wanted to uh, throw out there, we did skip over the Pelicans-Grizzly uh, game. And I, I think they avoid that on DraftKings, right? But on fantasy draft, draft, yeah. Yeah. Fantasy think, draft, I thought, did too. Did, did they not? Uh, they're later. They're later. Um, it's – they have a five game, I believe. Yeah, they do have a five game. So they do have the five. Nice. I totally overlooked that when I was looking at the slate. We could talk about that here in a second. Okay. Yep. So just want to throw that out there. Well, let's talk about that game. Pelicans <laughs> at Memphis. Um, this is on your fantasy draft slate. This is on your FanDuel slate. Um, pulling up Vegas total really quick because obviously I didn't have it. Actually, we don't have a Vegas total. Let me look at the injury report for this game really quick. Um, on the fly here, folks. Kyle Anderson's out. Marcus is probable. Joakim Noah is out. Dylan Brooks is out. And then the Pelicans, Anthony Davis is out, um, which makes this slate really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, on FanDuel and Fantasy Draft, so I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, let's talk the New Orleans side first. You know, obviously, Anthony Davis being out is huge news. Um, but got to remember, Memphis is a good internal defensive team, and Marcus all being probable here definitely makes it a tougher matchup to just before you go loading up on all these um, New Orleans, you know, front court members. Is, is that something we worry about here? Yeah, I, I mean, I would think so. It's it's one of those spots, too, where since this is the first game of the slate for fantasy draft, we'll have a starting rotation. So um, it should be interesting if they start Nikola um, or if they bring him off the bench, um, however they want to do that. But, um, you know, Jalil Okafer has been getting, uh, you know, some decent run. Like, he's definitely available off the bench. Uh, I'm just curious to see what their, uh, the starting rotation looks like, but if you take, if you do take Anthony Davis off, um, Julius Randall pops the most, um, from a points perspective and then also a usage, uh, perspective. So, um, Drew, Drew probably doesn't pop the most out of all the starters. Uh, but I think every, everybody else would be somewhat in play just based upon that. Um, Definitely don't like Alfred Payton, uh, but Julius Randle, I think, and Drew Holiday. Um, and then Nikola, if he gets the start for sure, he should start seeing uh, strong strong minutes. Uh, he still hasn't seen a 30-minute game yet, but I think with no AD, uh, this could be a spot where he plays 32 minutes for sure. Yeah, you know, like you mentioned, when you take Anthony Davis off the floor, Julius Randle pops the most. Um, he gets a 4% usage bump. His fantasy point per minute go up 0.17. Uh, everything that we're looking at, like 
But when you when you slide down a little bit, you realize that Miritic gets a nice bump too. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting. I actually think I like Miritic more if he's coming off the bench because I think the minutes are going to be there regardless. I just think the usage might be a little bit higher off the bench. But I, I honestly, at Miritic's price on Fantasy Draft, I think I'm playing him regardless. Um, even if he doesn't start, if he starts, either way, I think I'm going to play him. FanDuel... He's he's sixty one hundred, which is, is is definitely solid over there. Um, if you're not going to pay up and play Durant, but honestly, we're going to talk about the guy in the late game that I love um, at small forward on on all the sites. So like he's going to be my top small forward play. I actually like him more than I like Durant. So you know, for me, I, I think like if you're looking at this slate uh, on the Pelican side, I think it's Miritic. I think Drew and Randall have the most like ceiling production and those are maybe the guys you mix in in tournaments on fantasy draft and FanDuel. Um, the Grizzly side of things, you know, obviously anytime you're facing the Pelicans, you know, we're looking at a pace bump. Uh, it's a nice little pace bump for the Pelican or the Grizzlies here. Defensive wise, it's a nice bump. This team, um, 26 against point guards, 30th against small forwards, 23rd overall in defensive efficiency. What are we looking at here on the Grizzlies side? Yeah, I think with no no AD, um, you could go to Gasol. I know Gasol's been, uh, I mean, he's he's put in some pretty rough games of late, uh, but um, I think Gasol's for sure in play. Um, with the with the huge pace bump, you gotta love a, a guy like Mike Conley, and then you know Jamichael Green, man, he's been he's not. I think both Jamichael Green and and uh, Triple J are only tournament plays only. Uh, just because you never know what you're really going to get out of them. I mean, Triple J is like just a, a fall issue uh, guy. But, uh, yeah, I think I think those guys are for sure in play in tournaments. Um, and then I know I know they've kind of been rolling out different uh, starters. Looks like Justin Holiday has been getting uh, starting minutes. So you do have the narrative of the Holiday versus Holiday matchup here. Um, I don't I don't hate Holiday if he gets the start. But it's interesting because Memphis can go really big, right? And that forces maybe the Pelicans to go bigger uh, also. Um, so I, I, I guess I keep on bringing up Jalil Okafor. He could be just like a phenomenal value tomorrow uh, if he's forced into a, a you know a, a bigger minutes role just because, I mean, Memphis really has four big guys that they play. So I, th- I think a guy like Jalil is going to have to soak up some minutes. I don't really have much to add there. Um uh, yeah, like you pretty much nailed uh, everything that I wanted to bring up. So uh, I guess I, I did see that Joakim uh, Noah is out. So yeah, I, yeah, I guess, Noah's out. Yeah, yeah, one last guy that you have to worry about uh, for Memphis big. I think like I'd probably look at like the value play of, like Shelvin Mack here. Like that's probably like my favorite play from Memphis. I just I hate playing Conley. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> like he's yeah. just a guy. I don't think I've gotten Conley right one time this year. So like he's just not a guy that I typically play a lot. Yeah, I, I think I think Conley's safe. It's just his price is at a, a price that I, I normally don't like to pay for Conley. So on fantasy draft at thirteen eight, you know I, I'd love to be paying him for you know somewhere around thirteen flat. But um, I think he's very safe in this pace up game for sure. Yeah, Holiday and Mac probably the two guys that I'd play here. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on, we got Houston at Philadelphia. Uh, two thirty-four total. Philadelphia favored by four and a half in this game. Capella is out. Chris Paul is out. Jimmy Butler is questionable, and Embiid is questionable. This is the game we're going to kind of be waiting on some news that could either change the slate or you know not really do much. Um. Obviously, if Embiid and, and Simmons both sit, or not Embiid and Simmons, Embiid and Butler both sit, like Simmons becomes just like a guy you know, you probably lock in. So we'll just have to kind of see how this plays out, but let's start with the Houston side of things. Like we just gotta, we just gotta keep saying like James Harden is taking 30 shots a night and he's just unstoppable right now. At what price point do we not play him? Yeah. Well, he hasn't reached that price point. I think on right. <laughs> like 20 K <laughs> yeah. I guess I, ha- I didn't uh, look at here. I'm bringing him up on uh FanDuel. FanDuel's been pretty aggressive. He's at 14K on FanDuel, but I think I, I don't think you can fade him only in you know tournaments. Uh, he's just got such a high floor, and you know where the ball is going to be. It's going to be in his hands. Like he's creating regardless. Uh, and then obviously he's been 
putting up these 50 point uh, triple double games uh, consistently. So on fancy draft, he's at 23, four and you're just, you're never thinking about uh, fading him um, with the spot that, I mean, he's playing 40, 40 plus minutes, uh, all the points, rebounds, assists, uh, and, and he's been active, but even on the defensive side with the blocks and the steals. So yeah, this is a spot you just, I think you lock him in. Um, uh, and then the 76er side is, is the spot where it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, but Houston, I don't really like, uh, too many spots, uh, on Houston outside of Harden, to be honest with you. Yeah. Harden and Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon's minutes kind of came back last game against the Lakers. He played 32 minutes. We know his usage goes up without Paul and Capella on the floor. Harden's going to create Gordon's going to get open looks. So like Eric Gordon would be the other guy. And then they, they kept, they kept giving like Gerald green, a bunch of minutes. And he's just a guy that's just going to shoot when he's on the floor. So like, if you want a tournament flyer, if you need some value, maybe you look at Gerald green. Uh, Cause even with Eric Gordon playing a lot of minutes the other night, Gerald green still played um, a really solid amount of minutes in that game. So like those would probably be the guys that I'd look at outside of Harden, but Harden obviously the main target here. Um, let's talk Philadelphia. Uh, obviously, this is like a really tough game to break down when we don't have the injury news, but it, it's really it's really not that hard for me. Like if Embiid and Butler sits, I'm playing Simmons, and then we'll talk about the value guys in a second. If Embiid plays and Butler sits, I think you can play Embiid. Um, if everybody plays, they're probably all priced right kind of where they should be, and you take your pick on maybe Simmons or Embiid against Houston. Yeah, so this is interesting because, I mean, the fantasy draft uh, slate starts at 5.30, so two and a half hours before this game. So if we don't get news, I mean, Ben Simmons is going to be super popular, right, if you just – are thinking that at least one sits um, out of the questionable takes. So, um, and I think you obviously can only gamble um, on Embiid and Butler in tournaments. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is also a spot, I know they're bringing back Markel Fultz. I don't think he's going to be in the rotation yet. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I, I haven't really thought about this game enough uh, with the two questionable takes. Uh, what, what else? What, I mean, what are you, what are you looking at outside of uh, Ben Simmons here? I, I think if we don't have the news uh, on the Philadelphia side, I play Embiid. Like I, I take that the, that's a shot that I'm willing to take here. Like especially if I'm playing Harden on fantasy draft, and we do have I think we have enough value, uh, obviously from the Memphis game, like we were just talking about with Mac and Holiday and those guys, and we're going to talk about the Lakers here in a few minutes. Um, I, I think I play Embiid. You know, he's ha- kind of had this questionable back tightness tag and he really hasn't missed any time yet and if you're gonna get him beat against whoever's playing center for houston whoever they roll out there like nobody nobody that they're gonna roll out there is gonna be able to stop and beat and you're gonna get him at what sub 10 percent ownership if we don't have injury news and he's still questionable when lineups lock on fantasy draft like i think i'm willing to roll the dice on fantasy draft and FanDuel on Embiid, especially on FanDuel at the three o'clock lock, if no injury news, I think I'm just willing to take that shot. And if it doesn't pan out and Embiid misses, then then I take my take my zero and I move on to Tuesday slate. Yeah, like I'm surprised he played. Uh, what was that? Like either Thursday or Friday. I mean, you could tell like his back was really affecting him. Um, so that would have been that would have been versus India actually. Um, so uh, on the seventeenth, like it just seemed like uh, he was having a lot of like pain that game, and I'm surprised they you know rolled him uh, out. But then you know still played versus OKC, uh, and then I, I saw the highlights of that game. I didn't I wasn't playing on Saturday, but uh, I mean him and Russell going back and forth. Uh, so I could see him, I don't know, I just could see him resting here uh, for whatever reason. But, um, you know, if if Embiid or Butler does rest, it just brings up so much opportunity uh, for, uh, you know, for other scores. So, you know, Redick, Redick would still be pretty high on my list here. Um, and then, like, even guys coming off the bench like TJ McConnell, I think I would have uh, quite a bit of exposure here on them. If Butler sits, I really like Redick. Like, he'll get... He'll probably get uh, a few extra shots here. So, like, if Butler sits, I like uh, Redick um, even more. So, 
it's really unfortunately it's really just going to depend on like what type of injury news that we have here on how to how to attack this game for sure um and man like FanDuel and fantasy draft there's just so many ways that like you can take shots to to maybe gain an edge here in this game uh with the questionable tags so yeah i i do think simmons gets high ownership but do you think it's gonna be too high like i don't know if it'd be too high if we don't have news do people just take that shot at 10k yeah it's i what i like tomorrow is the the different lock times uh with with fanduel with fantasy draft so you never know when the news is actually officially going to drop so um to me like if the news never drops i'm gonna have quite a bit of exposure on uh sites that lock uh early um like FanDuel and uh fantasy draft on on ben simmons so um just at 16k it, he, it's not like he's a guy that shoots a lot, but I mean his rebounding rates will go way up with no Embiid. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm gonna have quite a bit of exposure for sure to to Simmons. Um, that's kind of it from this one. Let's move on. Portland at Utah. We have a 215 total, and Utah's favored by five and a half. Exum, Nato, and Thabo are all out, but Rubio has been upgraded to questionable. Um, he's going to be a game time decision here. And it kind of makes a difference if we think about it, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Let's start with the Portland side of things. Um, what do you like here for the trailblazers? Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing like totally sticks out here. Um, versus Utah, Utah has been playing a lot better defensively. Uh, it seems like they're coming together. Um, you know, a guy, a guy that uh, was seeing quite a few minutes here, but now his price has gone up is El Farouk Aminu. Um, so I, I don't think I'm going to have any love there. Uh, Mo Harkless is back in this rotation. Jake Layman's been playing out of his mind every once in a while uh, off the bench. Yeah, so I think there's a spot where I'm good with a, a total full fade of uh, the Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah, nothing really stands out to me. Um you know, Nurkic is always interesting for tournaments, but the matchup against Gobert is not the best. Um, we don't have like a lock and load center play if Embiid sits on the DraftKings um, four game slate. So, like, if Embiid sits and you're looking for a pay up center, you're probably playing Gobert or Nurkic. Um, and I feel like Nurkic has a little bit um, more upside. I think Nurkic can go for 50. Um, potentially even more than that if he just has a solid game but yeah i don't really love anything on the portland side and if rubio plays it's gonna be a tough spot to really love anything on the utah side because I'm, i've been absolutely loving point guard donovan mitchell and the usage that has come with him playing point guard he didn't play a lot of minutes against cleveland they really handled that game uh last time out and i'm not too worried about it here um if rubio sits like mitchell's another guy that it's going to be on the top of my list. Yeah, and I, you know, I would even throw out Royce O'Neal. Um, not so much on a site like Fantasy Draft where he's eighty eight hundred, but I know on sites like Yahoo, he's still really cheap. Um, he's been just soaking up a lot of minutes uh, there too. So um, you're right; it, a lot of it is going to hinge on Ricky Rubio. But Donovan Mitchell, his price is um, back down to fourteen nine on Fantasy Draft. So. Um, yeah, I would, I'd be very, um, all over that if we get early news on Ricky Rubio, but I just, I assume with him being, uh, questionable that that might be more of a game time decision there. So, um, but yeah, that's probably, that's probably where I'm, uh, more or less focused, uh, with my exposure. The other guy I want to mention in close games, Kyle Corver, if Rubio sits, Corver has been playing like that six man role. And they didn't really need him um, to shoot as much against Cleveland the other night. He played like the lowest minute total he's played over the last four games. So Corver would be another guy that I wouldn't mind taking a shot on. His price came down a couple hundred bucks, and he's a guy that can go for 25-plus um, in a close game. And I expect this game to stay somewhat close. Yeah. Uh, we obviously don't have a, a line out yet with these uh, guys, be, uh, with Rubio being questionable. So. I yeah, have a line I, uh, 215, Utah favored by five and a half. Oh, it is out. Okay. I don't have it out. One of, one of the three sites that I used had a line. So, okay. I kind of ran with it. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess outside of uh, Mitchell, and it's it's mainly, it, again, it hinges on Rubio being uh, active or not. So if he's not active, then I'm going to try and get some exposure here. But I think if we don't have uh, information, like uh, it would be only a tournament situation here uh, to have exposure to Utah. All right, last game on the slate, Golden State, L.A. taking on the Lakers, 235 total. Golden State favored by 10.5, which definitely gives them the highest implied total on the slate at 122.5. Lonzo Ball is out. LeBron is out. Rondo is out. Um, who's going to be who's gonna be uh, holding the ball again now? So uh, shout out to our good good friend of the morning grind, Mike Gallagher from Roto World. I actually reached out to him uh, pre-podcast and just kind of got an idea of what he was thinking. And he's kind of on the same page as me. Um, he's thinking that Brandon Ingram plays some point guard here. Um, and Hart kind of maybe plays some point guard as well. So Ingram is that small forward that I was talking about a few minutes ago that I absolutely love on this slate. I think he... Sees probably close to 40 minutes in this game if this game stays somewhat close. And I think we actually see like point guard Ingram in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, Lance Stevenson is going to be a guy that I'm going to be like all over tomorrow too. Um, might not start, but I'm okay with that. But I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of point Lance off the bench, which is cool. So we really want to see a starting lineup with Josh Hart in the starting lineup, because if that happens, Stevenson's going to play 25 minutes with the second unit is just going to be like 25%. Yep. I, and I agree. I think, uh, Josh Hart is a guy that you're going to see, uh, with the ball in his hands quite a bit too. So, uh, you know, guys like Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope are are definitely more like shooters. I mean, Kuzma can uh, definitely drive, uh, but yeah, I expect expect Ingram and Hart uh, to run uh, with the ball in their hands quite a bit. Um, and I was expecting Hart actually to start. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting if we do get that starting lineup early or not. But uh, I mean, you gotta have a lot of love uh, for like all these Lakers uh, just with the situation uh, and, and versus Golden State, uh, pretty high tempo game here. So, Yeah, it, it's, you know, like Stevenson in a blowout situation, he probably still plays too, which, you know, definitely makes me like him. Um, it's just, do we take a shot on Zubak just hoping that like these minutes might actually be for real and like – if he if this guy gets twenty five minutes, he can pay off his forty five hundred dollar price tag. It's just all about minutes for Zubak. Yeah, I mean Zubak and Javale. Uh, good luck figuring out which one works. <laughs> I, think, I think I think it's a good avoid spot, especially Demarcus is a really solid defender. I know he uh, he fouled out uh, his uh, last game, but I don't know. This is a spot where I probably avoid the centers for Lakers. All right, um, Golden State side of things. You know, obviously Durant and Curry, and man, this team like this starting five. I just can't get over the starting five. It's just ridiculously good. Um, Cousins is expected to play around twenty minutes in this game. Is what the report came out uh, earlier on Sunday. So Cousins around twenty minutes. Draymond around cheap. Clay Thompson kind of cheap. Are we paying it for Durant? Are we paying it for Curry? What are you doing here with this Warriors team? Yeah, I mean, if you see their prices, they've really come down now with Cousins being in the starting lineup. So, um, you know, I feel like Curry is close to cash game viable on fantasy draft at 16-9. Um, again, as just a spot where I think he's going to have a lot of shots to be put up. Um I don't know how much his role really gets affected by Cousins. I mean, obviously Cousins' usage should affect everybody in this lineup, but I think it could hurt uh, Draymond's rebounding rates, Durant's rebounding rates, but I I think Curry might be the least affected out of everybody. Um, Clay is also a guy that I think isn't maybe as affected. So um, Curry and Clay stand out the most, and then maybe just tournament exposure to Cousins – and uh, Draymond uh, probably avoid in Durant the most. So, like on on DraftKings, I don't know if I'll play Cousins, but on FanDuel at fifty one, expected to play around twenty minutes. I think like that's the site that 
if you're not playing Willie Collie Stein, if you're not playing Julius Randle, if you're not playing Vooch or any of those guys, like Cousins at 51 on FanDuel seems really, really tempting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he went over 2x uh, in his, uh, you know, first 15 minute uh, game. Yeah, <laughs> 15 minute game. So it's one of those things where I wish this game was in our. The the first time that the game's in Golden State, I think he's going to really try and show out for the home crowd. Um, but yeah, I still think there's a spot at LA where you want to have some exposure uh, to Cousins uh, in tournaments at least. So, um, and then and then I think even Looney and Igodala, their roles really don't change. Like uh, I think Looney is still going to see 26 to 28 minutes, uh, and at his price tag at 7700. Um, I think a lot of people will have their eyes on Cousins and think like it really affects Looney, but I think Looney still has a pretty big role until until we start seeing uh, Cousins near the 30-minute mark. So, um, I, I mean, I really like exposure to Looney uh, for value in this late slate. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Um, Brett, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. It's just uh, a lot of basketball tomorrow and lots of different slates. Uh, so, I mean, you can make different lineups uh, just based upon uh, the, the times of the slates and when news drops. So I'm going to be playing probably lots of different sites tomorrow uh, just based upon that. So Sounds like a plan, man. I'm excited for like all these slates. Um I'm definitely going to be playing the early slate. The late slate's going to be tough for me. I'm I'm traveling to the FSTA and Oh yeah, where's that? where's that? It's in Tampa this year, man. It couldn't have been better. Like in oh, Florida, nice. easy little 2-hour drive for me. So So the early slates are going to be where like I really like the FanDuel and Fantasy Draft slates today. I like the early locks. Don't have to worry about late swap while I'm trying to um know get on the road so um definitely going to be attacking those early slates but brett it's always fun to do the podcast with you my friend i'm glad you joined me that's going to wrap it up here for monday i hope everyone crushes um you know remember what this day is definitely about and uh, we'll be back tomorrow good luck in your contest and we'll see you then